Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. I want to turn to the Word of God as a familiar story, but we with, but I believe there's a there's a word in it for all of us today. It's in the 15th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. I want to read between verses 11 and 20 these words in the New Living Translation. To illustrate Luke 11, Luke 15, 11, New Living Translation. To illustrate this point further, and I'm extracting, and you know the story. Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. Here I am, dying of hunger. I will go home to my father. Say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. Amen. The words of God. You may go to your seats. Of course, you know there's more to that story. I'm not going to read it all. But I want to come back to verse number 17. Luke 15, 17. When he finally came to his senses. He said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am, dying of hunger. 
Don't be ridiculous. That's my title today. I certainly appreciate all of our elected officials in worship, Andrea Fletcher Harris and others. We certainly thank God for your presence as well. Don't. Calvin, is that you? I don't know. I can't tell if I'm a mask. Don't be ridiculous. So many times when you think about how God blesses us and then how we act in response. When we look at the track record, when we look at what he's done, when we look at the doors he has opened, how he has answered our prayers, how he has shown up in our lives, yet we stray. Yet we do things that would not be necessarily be pleasing in the eyesight of God. And so my statement to you would be, don't be ridiculous. So many times we can, we can have and we can see the things that God has done. And so in this text, we realize that this man has two sons. This younger son has decided to be ridiculous. He comes to his father and says to his father, I want mine and I want it now before you die because I don't know how long you're going to live. And I want to be able to enjoy my inheritance. I know an inheritance is coming, but I want my inheritance early. In other words, I want to make an early withdrawal. Now, many of you know, because of, because of your own policies, you do understand that early withdrawal will mean a penalty. Sometimes, because of desperation, we say, I'm not going to worry about the penalty. I'm just going to take it now. I want it now. What is it that you want it now for? Is it something that you really do not necessarily need. And during this season of Lent, when you think about the things that you need that are critical to our lives, our, my communication with God, my relationship with the Lord, those are critical. My access to worship, critical. Understanding that I am allowing the light of Jesus to shine through my life. I don't want God to look at me don't be ridiculous. That's the challenge. That's the challenge that is before us even as we look at this text and, and the, the reality is in 17, Luke 15, 17, when he finally came to his senses after he had gone out. He might as well have come to his senses because money had run out. Now he's got a job and he has no food and and, and he thinks about what he has left. He finally comes to his senses. He says, even the lowest in the home where I came from, even the hired servants had food enough to spare. Matter of fact, they had not only food, they had, they had take home. Sometimes when I go out to eat, I don't necessarily, I have, I have no plan to finish my food. Zero. 
I go in and I, and I sit down and they serve it and I'm already figuring out take home. I'm figuring out the meal for tomorrow even though I'm looking at the plate in front of me. There's no need for me to do that. And I shared, with, I shared last night that I'm trying, I'm trying to pull back from sweets during Lent. I'm, I didn't say cut out because I've got, I got, got a sweets problem. And so, and so I, I've, been, I've been, CC, I've been eating one chocolate chip cookie a day. I break it in half. I eat one half early and then one half later. It, it, it satisfies. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. This younger son who has made a decision that he wanted his money and he wanted it now. And here's my first point in this service. Choosing wrong can do you in. You can make some bad choices. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because somebody, you just had a flashback of a bad choice. Bad choices can do us in. But I'm, that's why I'm grateful that even though we can make bad choices, enter wrong doors, and sometimes you're like me, and we are watching game shows, and, we, and we're, we're hollering at our televisions because we want them to make a certain choice. And then if we're right, then we say, I say if we're right, because sometimes we're wrong. And, 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 and then we have to say to ourselves, I'm glad they weren't listening to me. But, but, we, but we end up realizing that bad choices can do us in. Choices of friends, choices of whatever you choose, bad choices can do you in. That's why you've got to understand that at, before you make any decision, that must be anchored in prayer. What, is, what happens many times is that we make a decision without consulting God, and then after making the decision not consulting God, we need for God to bail us out. We didn't talk to him when we were getting ready to do it. And I, I, remember, I remember one, one, wedding, one wedding I had to perform and 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 the gentleman had come in, and I mean he was he was so he was wobbly drunk. I mean just wobbly, and, and ba basically you knew it was going to be a problem. I mean, <laughs> you I mean if bruh man bruh man had, had met the love of his life, but he's but some, he that then he comes in wobbly drunk, and the best man had to basically hold him up. The, for the whole ceremony, you knew that was going to be a problem. Talking about I do. You don't, you're not even going to remember what you said I do too. The text says that he made a bad choice. Bad choices can do us in. That 17th verse tells us that he had made such a bad choice that he had to look around and thought about that thing. And he said to himself that even the hired hands... I have, have it better than I have it right now. They have food, and here I am dying of hunger. And I realized that I had a banquet every day. 
I had, I, I, I had it better than I ever really realized. And sometimes when you step away from them, some things, you realize how good you really had it. You wanted to get away. I can remember when I was, when I was getting ready to leave high school, I, I, I couldn't wait to get away from home. I couldn't wait, couldn't wait to get away. No parents, do what I want to do, have my own schedule. But then I got away. And my brothers would call me every now and then. They would, they, and I, I, I mean, these jokers talking about what we had for dinner. And I had just gone through the calf. My God, and, you know, and, and we, we, this is what we had today. This is where we going today. This is what we doing. I mean, I mean, they just, they rubbed it in. They rubbed it in all the time. We, so here it is that this situation is that he realizes that a bad choice has done him in. But the scripture says he finally came to his senses. It's one thing for you to make a bad choice, but it's another thing to stay in that bad choice. I know you messed up, but come to your senses and realize you've got some help. You've got somebody who can bail you out. You've got somebody who's saying, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Don't stay in that dark place. Come to your senses. Get back on your knees. Get back in the church. Start reading your Bible. Start talking about the goodness of the Lord. Witness about your faith. Don't be ridiculous. Here you are, finding yourself in a low place and you don't have to be there. Don't be ridiculous. The second thing I need to share with you, it's always dangerous to get ahead of God. What did he say? I want mine and I want it now. You can get it, but if you get it without the blessings of God, you might as well not even have it. You forced your way into it. I've done it. I, 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 I have to stand here today. I forced my way into some things and then they didn't work and then you're trying to wonder why. You didn't consult God with it. Or you refused God when God tried to speak to you to make you go in a different direction. Well, ignore that. Sometimes, sometimes, sometime, I've tried to figure out this GPS thing, and, and sometimes it'll tell you to go one way, and, and, and I'm like, why am I going this way? This is the longest way. But then you realize that the GPS re recognized there was an accident. And if you force your way there, you're going to find yourself in a, a traffic jam. It, it has happened. And every now and then, I want to test it. I want to see, does it, is it really right? Don't be ridiculous. You got the technology, use it. Don't be ridiculous. Here it is, that this, this, this young man, the younger son, the younger son, he, he's a wild buck. He just, he said, I want mine and I want it now. He said, I, he said before you die, before I want my estate, I, I'm not going to be, I don't know, you might be one of those that's going to live a long time. 
And if that's the case, when I get my money, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. So I want it now while I, while I still got my boogie on. I, I, I want it now while, while I still got my groove thing working. I want it now while I got my faculties, I got the activities of my limb. I want it now. All right. And sometimes God will humor you. Okay. You can have it. It's yours. Let's help. Let's help. Let's help. Let's help get, get there. I remember one time, one time, one time my brother, he got mad with my mother and he said uh, he was going to run away. They said, oh, they, they said, okay, let's go get your luggage. <laughs> they got his luggage. They had started packing it for him. Walked him right down to the door. He had, he had, his, he had, his, he had his suitcase packed. He was standing there, and she said, why are you hesitating? I thought you said you wanted to run away. I thought you wanted to go. He stood there at the door with his little suitcase. He's about 12 or 13 and started crying. He wasn't serious. One of my, one of my deacons, he always wants to know which brother. You know which brother. It's, it's, it's always the same one. I want my stuff and I want it now. I want it before you die. Father agreed. Okay, all right. Dividing the wealth. I'm going to give my young son his. I'm going to give my older son his. And then the younger son packed his stuff up and, uh, and moved on out. And the scripture says in verse number 13, he goes to a distant land. He, he didn't want he wanted to be close. He said, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to fall away. I don't need to be close. Sometimes, and he wasted it. While living, he was hanging out. And, and, and the scripture does not define while living. It does not define while living. But, there, but there's some folk under the sound of my voice who could fill in the blank. While living. I mean, we got, we got some wild folk in here today. They looking holy now. I mean, they looking, showing up. The Lord has cleaned them up. And no, they're not perfect. They still got some stuff they're working with. But thank God they're a long way from where they used to be. Money ran out. But not only does the money run out, but then there's a great famine. Things are drying up. And that's what can happen. You going out, you, you get ahead of God, things around you can start drying up. Yeah, and you, you, weren't, you weren't seeking God, you were seeking yourself. And then after he finds himself in a desperate situation, he persuades a local farmer, I need a job. And he said, well, I got a little something uh, that you can fill and, and uh, you're going to feed the pigs. I mean, that's the bottom, that's the bottom. But, that, but that's, that's all I got. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have... I don't have a I don't have a shirt and tie job for you. I don't. I, this is more blue collar. Matter of fact, it, it, you don't even need a collar to do this. You just need some clothes, and and I need you, I need I need you to do this. And I remember I was I was I was you know going through my college experience because I didn't go straight through college. I I, I took a little break, and I, when I took my break, I got a job and. The title of the job, they don't even title jobs like this anymore, so I know I'm aging myself. 
the title of the job was stock boy. You know if you coming in and they already have boy on the description <laughs> of your job, you know that it's not going to be not going to be smooth. And, and I went home one day, I was so, I was so upset, and uh, my dad looked at me, and he said, that's what, that's what they call you, a stock boy. He was rubbing it in. He, he, because, because, and that's the way my father, he, he wouldn't necessarily tell me I shouldn't be doing it. He would just kind of, you a stock boy. He said, that, he said that, you ought to expect that. that you a stock boy. And, and so I said, wait a minute, I'm not going to be a stock boy the rest of my life. You've got to understand, we make bad choices. This young man in this text and in this story, he makes a bad choice. And you can look at him and you could say, don't be ridiculous. Here's my third point and I'm through. God is prepared to give us more than we deserve. He's prepared to give us more than we deserve, and all we have to do is be faithful to him. He's going to give you more than you deserve. Look at the text. He's coming back, trying to figure out how to come back. He's, he's, trying, to, he's trying to figure out in his mind, how am I going to come back? And he said, I don't, even, I don't even want to come back as your son because I know I disgraced you. All I want to do is come back and get a job at your house. But the father, the scripture says, the father sees him while it was a long way off. And, and this father is not mad with him, but he's glad that God has brought him to his senses. Thank you. Thank God. Thank God. I've been praying for him. I believe that this father was a praying father. And we need more praying parents. They might stray away. They might do things that we did not want them to do. But keep on praying. Keep on believing. Keep on believing that God is going to turn them around. And even while they are a long way off, but they're still trying to make it home, I'm going to start celebrating right now. I, I'm not where I want to be. I'm still a long way off. But I have my sights set in a different direction. I wish I had a witness this morning. Some of us have gone a long way off. But God says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm getting ready to throw a party. I'm not preaching about the party. But this father says he, he, come, he, says he runs out there. Hallelujah. He doesn't drag out there. While he was a long way off, filled with love, filled with compassion, he runs out there, embraces his son, kisses his son. Hallelujah. I'm just glad 
that the world did not kill him. I'm just glad that he might have gone down, but God got him back up again. Hallelujah. Good morning, Highland Park. May the Lord bless you real good. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul, my soul, got to cry out, hallelujah. Don't be ridiculous. God has been too good to all of us for us to be ridiculous and for us to stray away from this book. The best book of all time. And I love to read books. But no book compares to this book. Don't be ridiculous. Come on. Oh yeah. Don't be ridiculous. Come on, clap your hands. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. I'm working, I'm working, I'm working.